0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the committee, home of college football. Today, we have a special episode for you guys. We have an emergency podcast where we are going to be talking about, of course, OU in Texas are reportedly seeking to join the SEC. Um, this came out as a story only two, three days ago um, that... Oklahoma and Texas were interested in joining the SEC and that they had been talking about it for a bit. Uh, I thought, okay, that's interesting. Maybe, you know, maybe in a few years we'll see, uh, they'll talk about it. Well, uh, maybe something don't get done with it. Who knows? You know, it's an interesting concept. Got people talking. People were talking about, uh, OU and Texas moving over today. Absolute madness. Um, As it's now been announced that it's so much further progressed than anyone could have imagined. Um, Apparently, already, Texas and Oklahoma are considered to be gone from the Big 12. Um, According to Kirk Bowles, the move to the SEC for the two is almost done and it could become official within the next week. Um, Apparently, both athletic programs, Texas and Oklahoma, are planning to uh, informed the big 12 of their plan that they will not renew the grant of rights that expire in 2025. Um, basically just, um, acknowledging telling the big 12, we're done. We're gone. Uh, of course they're trying to get away sooner. Um, many reports I've seen it, it would be too late this year. Of course, as the season's coming up in just about a month, um, that would be way that's way too close um but i've seen many things saying that next fall starting in 2022 OU in Texas could be in the SEC which is crazy i would not have thought that even one week ago someone told me that in 2022 uh i could be going to an SEC school i would say uh i'm good i'm not trying to transfer uh, but now it looks like I may just be. Um, the SEC has already talked about it amongst their schools. Um, it is a well-known fact now that the SEC voting on this move would result in a 13 yes to 1 no ratio. Of course, the 1 no being Texas A&M. Unfortunately for you Aggies, uh Texas A&M is scared. They are so, so scared. I don't know why they... Tr- they're trying to act like they're not. I've seen many Aggie fans posting about what Jimbo said. That oh, I bet they would. Oh, you and Texas want to join the Big 12? I uh, Sure they would. Okay, shut... Like, no. Okay, Texas A&M, Uh, little too big for your own good. Uh, head's a little too big there. You're not on that level. Texas is Texas A&M's daddy. Uh, so... They should be scared. Um, m has what they have right now is the only uh footprint in the SEC in the state of Texas, uh, which definitely will has been helping them go a long way with recruiting. Um, and that would pretty much just be diminished. Uh, as Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC would, I mean, their recruiting should boom. Um, and of course, not not even only to mention recruiting, but the level of play in the SEC, I've seen many people online, many uninformed idiots on Instagram, wherever, saying, oh, you and Texas joined the SEC, they're going to do terrible, they're going to get killed every single game. No, that narrative is so, so, so stupid, I can't believe... There are so many fools out here who say the SEC is a gauntlet every single game. Every single game, wrong. Is the SEC the best conference? By far, yes, by far. And still, it is not a gauntlet like these people keep saying it is. You have teams like Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Missouri, Arkansas, who have just been terrible, terrible programs for the most part. And then not to mention the average schools in the SEC, uh, their LSU went five and five last year Auburn was bad last year. I mean it is not The absolute super super conference that these Fans claim it is um, And I just want to assure you With a move to the SEC uh, In my affiliation to the University of Oklahoma as a student there I am NOT going to become one of these SEC fanboys who roots for the conference that is another thing. I cannot believe that is a real thing that there are people who are just SEC fans. I, I have seen so many people online say that they're SEC fans. How are you a fan of a conference? Wh- how? I don't understand that. If you want to, sure, uh, would I root for Baylor to beat Gonzaga in the national championship game? Be like, Oh, bring a title back to the Big 12. Sure, whatever. It's not really that big a deal It's like I don't really care whatever But for the SEC people They act like They are just One big team uh, Which makes no sense Um, Pretty much It is Some sort of cult There uh, You know similarly related to That of College Station With these deluded people Um, So A&M is scared uh, unfortunate. Sorry to tell you, Aggie fans. A&M is so, 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 so scared of Texas. I can't even tell you. The a fa- and threatened to get lawyers, legal stuff, all of this involved, just to keep Texas out of stealing their recruiting and their thunder in the state. I mean, I it, it's couldn't be more clear how scared Texas A. And not to mention. Texas isn't even the better team coming over. It's clearly Oklahoma, the six time defending Big 12 champion, um, who, uh, just for the record, would definitely be able to hold their own weight in the Southeastern Conference, uh, which, and I believe Texas would too as well. Both schools and recruiting would improve immensely. Um, the fact that people online. Act like they're going to just be a bottom feeder is ridiculous. Like they're not blue blood schools. Texas A&M joined the SEC and has only been better since then. Before Texas A&M joined the SEC, those last few years in the Big 12, they were not very good. Uh, they moved to the SEC and they've become a better program uh, despite being in the tougher conference. And they're making more money. Um, so pretty much a win-win for them except you know they can't win their own division. Uh, Not a shot, you know, Alabama. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas would not have won that division any of the years either um, because, you know, Alabama, that sucks. Uh, You know, hopefully Bama can fall off a bit. So what we've been seeing, though, for how the SEC would look, um, the first thing that I've seen uh, proposed I saw via the SEC network um, a few days ago or I think it was one or two days ago once the report initially came out that there could be they did a hypothetical realignment of pods so basically pods are like NFL divisions four teams Um, so there would be four pods in the SEC instead of two divisions as it is right now with East and West so let's take a look at the proposed SEC alignment if Texas and Oklahoma join the conference Uh, pod A Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina um, two powerhouses. Two, eh? You know, South Carolina has its times, but you know, whatever. Pod B, Bama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vandy. Um, uh, so a pretty good pod there. Obviously, Tennessee and Vandy, same thing. Eh, Bama, Auburn. I get Auburn. Mm, Auburn's not really a powerhouse, but you know, Bama makes up for that. They make up the slack. Pod C, you got LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and AM. Uh, same thing. Uh, two debatable powerhouses, two eh. And Pod D, Arkansas, Missouri, OU, and Texas. Pretty much the same thing. Although Texas is definitely not, it's not debatable. They're not a powerhouse right now. Um, so that's what it would look like. Here's what they, so the SEC, of course, does nine conference games per year out of the 12 regular season games. Uh, So you'd play the other three teams in your pod each season, you'd play two against each of the other pods, and it would set up where you are hosting every team at least once every four seasons. So basically, a student would host every single team at least once during their college career. Uh, But if you look at the scheduling for this, it would set up for, let's just take a look at Texas's hypothetical schedule here um, to see what texas would do and i guess for the uh pods a b and c texas has two opponents from there um i will randomly pick the you know just have to be random to see because of course the sec schedule is very tough but not as tough as people say you're not playing every single powerhouse every single year um a and m had one of the hardest schedules ever a few seasons ago and that is not expected. And that was they played Clemson too, of course. Um, that's not going to be happening every year. Uh, so let's take this would be Texas's in-conference schedule. It would be Oklahoma, who they already play. Arkansas, who they're gonna play this year. Um, Missouri. I mean, it's Missouri. That's their pod. Let's take a look at different pods. Pod A. Let's say they play Florida and South Carolina. Um, at the moment, you would give them a loss there and a win to South. If you're just going straight up, you give them one and one there. Uh, let's take Pod B. You give them Auburn, Tennessee. Uh, there, I'd say likely to go one and one. And the current of the current status of Texas uh, Pod C. You got they're going to be playing A&M every year. That's the report every single year. They'd be playing A&M. So I don't know how that would work with the pod. Obviously. Honestly, I think AM and Texas would be in the same pods if that were to be the setup, uh, but this one doesn't have that. Whatever, we'll give them A&M, we'll give them Ole Miss. Uh, currently, I give them 1-1 one one there, so you give them... I'll put Texas at 5-4 and four in the conference based off of that schedule. Wins over Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, Ole Miss. Losses, Florida, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and Auburn. Um, and you could, I mean, that's that's just straight up how I see it. Five and four. Um, it's not, of course, it it's average, but with what I, people aren't, I don't under, I don't get why people aren't understanding um, the SEC's recruiting prominence would translate immediately to Oklahoma and Texas. Um, Texas and Oklahoma are among the best recruiting schools in the country already Uh, and then put them into the SEC give them that extra bonus of recruiting Um, and I think you've got complete powerhouses they should it it should benefit both programs immensely Um, and it's you know it it could take a few years for Texas. Um, I believe Oklahoma is national contender level right now. Uh, Texas not there yet, uh, so we'd have to see there. But if you go take a look at the team rankings of the twenty twenty two class right now, let's for example, or no, let's go twenty one. the the current site the upcoming class that's already been done, said and done um, for almost the most part. You know, J T. Malau kind of tried to pull that further uh oklahoma is sitting at 10th on 247 uh texas at 15th this is an off year recruiting for texas um texas has been higher than that pretty much every the year eighth in 2020 uh you go look at 2019 they were third uh not to mention a&m fourth there uh that's important to know as that would not be the case if a&m was in the big 12 um OU was 6th that year in 2019. Take a look ahead to 2022. Uh, obviously, not a completed class. Oklahoma sitting at fifth, Texas at tenth. Uh, Texas with nine four-star commits already. OU with eight four-star commits and a five-star. Um, so, really, what it's sh- what this is showing you, what I'm or what I'm trying to say with this, is these schools are ready for the SEC. Um we put Texas as 5 and 4 with that schedule. Uh so let's go let's go with OU. Let's give them the other teams. Uh Pod D you give them 3 and 0 in their own pod, Arkansas, Missouri, Texas. Uh just on paper give them 3 and 0. Uh Georgia, Kentucky in Pod A. Um that's 4 and 0 with Kentucky. Georgia currently that would be a toss up. I mean, we'll have to see J.T. Daniels in the first full season, um, but Georgia, I would say, although biased, I will give him the win there, five and zero. Pod B, Vandy, Alabama, um, Bama, are going to loss, five and one. Vandy, six and one, obviously. Um, pod C, LSU, Mississippi State, two more wins there. That's eight and one for Oklahoma. Um, with a loss to Georgia, it would be seven and two in the conference. OU just went six and two in their own conference, albeit a COVID year, so the, the schedule was shorter. Oklahoma finished as the sixth best team in the country on decision day, with two losses in the Big 12. Uh, so, given that schedule we just put gave you there, um, with a the loss to Georgia and Alabama, Oklahoma would sit at seven and two in the SEC. Uh, with three non-conference games left to go, and if OU and Texas are joining the SEC, I assume they'll be doing the SEC's non-conference scheduling, which is cupcakes. Um, so put them at ten and two there. Debatable eleven and one two. Um, it, I don't understand why people think that Oklahoma would come in and lose to Florida, Georgia, Bama, LSU, A and M, Auburn. Why? I I don't get that. Why, why that's a thing? I don't. People don't respect clearly what it is. The SEC fans do not respect Oklahoma and Texas enough, like they should. Um, Texas, although has been down for many years now, um, is still one of the biggest programs in the country. They bring in a ton of money. Just a mass. Their athletic program. Both OU and Texas win championships in many different sports. Um, These are incredible athletic programs that for some reason the SEC fans try to poo-poo. Makes no sense because there are programs in the SEC that are garbage. Um, So that is... I mean, they'll be good. Texas and Oklahoma are not going to be struggling in the sec like people think they would um it would be maybe not a smooth transition but once they get settled in um i think it would be pretty good unfortunately what isn't going to be good going in the future is the rest of the big 12 with ou and texas leaving the big 12 is basically done it's gone um the big 12 can't survive without ou in texas uh i've seen a report uh if OU and Texas are to leave, the Big 12 is going to be looking at other Power 5 programs or other schools such as UCF, Houston, Cincy, BYU, um, who they think could be good additions. It doesn't matter. It, let's say they lose OU Texas add UCF, Houston, Cincy, BYU to put make it a true 12-team conference. Big 12. Now they live up to the name there again. Um, that conference is... It's not a great conference by any means. Um, people will def- people definitely, again, would overrate the additions of UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU. Uh Although these schools have had good years, UCF had the undefeated season. Houston's had a couple good seasons. Cincinnati uh, just coming off an undefeated season uh, up until the Peach Bowl. Um, these are one-offs for the most part. One, two good seasons does not mean you're a powerhouse program who's going to come in and make the big 12 solidified with the loss of OU in Texas. Um, unfortunately the big 12 is toast. Uh, what we've seen though is now the other big 12 teams, um, who are left in the dust are trying to, they're, they're straggling. They're trying to claw and get into a conference, uh, seen reports Baylor TCU and Texas Tech are all interested in the Pac-12 and have reached out there Um, it would be really interesting to see how the teams disperse around the country into other conferences or what this creates because obviously the Oklahoma Texas move is not the end of the realignments it is the beginning Uh, this would cause mass not would it will because it it is going to happen um it's going to cause massive movements across the country um i've even seen so even though baylor tcu texas tech are interested in the pac-12 the pac-12 itself has teams top teams from their conference who are interested to leave and potentially go to the big 10 because they're scared that the pac-12 is not going to be super enough because what the sec um becoming what people say is super conference uh, with the addition of OU in Texas would leave um, the Pac-12 who was already looked at as the lowest of the power fives um, just make them pretty much a group of five Um, so Oregon USC schools like that um, have already been trying to claw up reach out to the Big Ten uh i I don't think we've seen anything from Notre dame yet uh Notre Dame probably doesn't want to join any conferences yet uh but they'll be forced to eventually they're going to have to um for the uh but for the rest of the schools i mean it's gonna have to be some sort of super conference aligned the big ten maybe becomes i don't know big sixteen. They already got 14, though, um, with adding Rutgers and Maryland Maryland a few years back. uh, It leaves the ACC as well. The ACC was already considered weak on the national level due to Clemson's... uh, The the national eye being on Clemson has made the ACC become more weak in the eyes of many, um, which the ACC has been pretty weak in recent years, uh, and it doesn't help uh florida state and miami um aren't as good as people would think they should be uh although miami you know could be having a great year this year had a pretty good year last year so the acc themselves may be a little uh thrown off by this uh big 12 of course gone um but the big 10 is central enough and good enough right now um as it's considered the second toughest conference in the country, that the Big Ten would be able to survive um, possible pickups for the Big Ten. Of course, they could have they could look for those Pac-12 schools. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame would be a massive get for the Big Ten. I think that's where Notre Dame should go uh, should they join a conference, uh, as it it's a better geographical location for them than the a- the ACC. Um, the Big Ten could obviously go for Iowa State. Uh, um, Iowa State already plays Iowa every year. Uh, they're, you know, they already got the footprint there, so I don't know how, what the concern is on that. You know, would Iowa want another Iowa school in the same conference and from the same state? Uh, clearly, Texas A and M is not happy about that. Uh, Oklahoma State, another good program, um, and the rest of the Big Twelve schools are for the majority good programs. Even Kansas, who. At the eye level, seems like, you know, they suck because it's football, whatever. Kansas basketball brings a massive addition to any conference. So the Big Ten would most definitely be interested in Kansas for, for basketball, or the Pac-12 for that matter. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to the other Big 12 schools and schools looking to join other conferences after this because this is the first... Um, It's the first few rocks to fall off the mountain. The avalanche is just beginning. Um, It is going to be absurd. Uh, I don't know what the SEC is aiming for here. Um, We've got another report I've seen. The SEC could be looking to create a 20-team mega super conference um, after adding Oklahoma and Texas. Um, Apparently, they have been in serious contact with Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, and Florida State. If the SEC was able to not only expand the footprint, as it keeps being brought up, to Ohio, Michigan, um, South Carolina, and of course they're already in Florida. Florida rejected. Florida State's move to the SEC many years ago. But those big brands, uh, you bring in Ohio State and Michigan, two of the biggest brands in the country, Clemson, who is currently... Clemson. I don't know if you would consider them to be currently a dynasty. Uh, if not for Alabama, it would be a dynasty. Um, and Florida State, who is one of the top one of the top programs in the country, regardless of their struggles recently. If they brought those brands in after bringing in Oklahoma and Texas, it's over for the rest of the country. That it would be over. Um, not even. At that point, I honestly don't know what would happen because the SEC would be so good and so have so many brands so dominating that it would really just be you may as well crown the national champion that you may as well crown the SEC champion as the national champion, which already you could debate has already been happening. As in the last 15 national championships, 11 have been won by SEC schools. Um, so really, unfortunately, uh, what it sounds like here, what I'm pushing here, what I'm saying here is that the SEC would be a monopoly and all the fanboys, all the morons would be just SEC, 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 um, I don't, you know, the SEC channel, I don't even want to get into that. That is so egotistical, irrelevant, and has nothing to do with a, uh, an individual school. That I, I'm not. I, I'm probably gonna. Maybe I'll get into it. I don't want to. Uh, of course, we saw the Florida Gators embarrassed at the Cotton Bowl by the Sooners last year, um, which led to SEC chants from the OU fans across the stadium, including myself. Uh, normally, I wouldn't like to get in on that. But of course they asked for it. They said they they said they weren't scared of Oklahoma. Uh, we saw what happened, um, regardless of opt outs. Uh that's uh too big a blowout to make excuses. Um so yeah, the SEC would have quite a big ego on their hands. Um and let's get back to um OU and Texas joining for a second. Sorry about that. Um. Let's. I want to see their power rankings. I want to see. We we already did the scheduling. Uh. So I would. I had Texas at five and four. Uh. Maybe give them the win to Auburn. Um. Then remember it's just on paper. So maybe Texas will float around five and four, six and three in the SEC this upcoming season based on the schedule we gave them, which randomly selected two pods. Which when we'll get to the divisions in a second and get those schedules, see what they say. Um. And we had Oklahoma sitting at eight and one or seven and two. Uh, obviously, it's going to be tough for anyone to go undefeated in the SEC if OU and Texas join. Because even if you you know say what you want about Texas, still a tough game. You you still have to respect this. You still have to respect Texas as an opponent. Uh, they're not. there's not Vanderbilt um, and Oklahoma, one of the best schools in the country, regardless of the zero and four playoff record. Uh, please do not remind me of that um, We're working on it Hopefully break that this year Go 2-4 and four. Uh, Get two, two big wins in the playoff this year That would be much appreciated from the Sooners um, So let's take a look at the SEC Media Preseason Poll Power Rankings And this is based on the current alignment um, In the East we've got Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt OU and Texas are instantly 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 automatically ahead of Kentucky Missouri Tennessee South Carolina Vanderbilt instant that's five teams already they're ahead of uh Georgia Florida I would put Texas below those two OU um I'm putting above Florida just smacked them last year uh OU's getting better Florida is potentially could be getting worse after the loss of Trask Pitts um We'll see. We'll see. The explosive offense of the Gators last year may not be the same this year. Uh, Kadarius Tony as well, also gone. Uh, debatable with Georgia. So I would have there, now that would be a 19 division, just putting them to win the seven. You got Texas. Or here's, here's how it would go. Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Uh, again, no cause for concern for the Longhorns or the Sooners, um, as the Long—I mean Texas—would be able to. You know, they'd be able to move their way around certain years. They'd have good years. They'd have bad years. Uh, more good than not, i assume, with the recruiting bump. Let's go to the West. Uh, we've got Alabama, A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. Immediately put them. Uh, we're putting Texas ahead of Ole Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State there. Um although we did have them on the loss to Auburn, this is we're just going off this poll here. Um of course, Ole Miss with the explosive offense, they have terrible defense they though shown last year. Um and Auburn kind of a floating team, 9 and 3, 8 and 4, 10 and 2. What's it gonna be in between? You never know. You know they don't have Malzahn anymore. We'll have to see. Auburn is a bit of a question. Um, Oklahoma's going ahead of LSU ahead of A and M, puts OU at two. Uh, of course, LSU did beat Texas a few years back, but that was not this LSU. That was the LSU. LSU always struggles to have quarterback good quarterback play as of recent, except for with Joe exception of Joe Burrow um we haven't seen good quarterback play at LSU at all besides that um so we'll flip flop from there that gives us again near the top at least for Texas and Oklahoma right up there right up there up at one or two um so again showing there is nothing to be scared about for OU and Texas joining the big uh the SEC um I mean, now we can look at it uh, with the new divisions. So geographically, I have constructed the new alignment of the SEC with Oklahoma and Texas joined in. And this is based on just West and East schools that are more west schools school or like, yeah, more western schools, more Eastern schools basically split a line down. Uh, take the East take the West of course doesn't seem that any conference ever wants to do that Um, the Big Ten still struggles with that Um, but here's what we have so starting in the SEC East uh, this of course is not going to include Oklahoma or Texas what it's going to be is Florida Georgia South Carolina Vanderbilt Alabama Auburn Tennessee Kentucky That is a very, very tough division. Um, As of now, that would be the toughest division in college football given Alabama and Georgia uh, being two of the top programs in the country. Alabama, of course, the top program in the country. Uh, Let's take a look at what then you would consider the SEC West. Now, Texas, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri. Um, that's the division that, um, that's the division Oklahoma wins. Um, that's straight up. Oklahoma wins that division. Um, Texas puts up a great fight in that division. Um, they, you know, maybe pick up a few wins here or there. We're talking about strictly next year. Oklahoma wins that division uh, in the East. Uh, I'm taking Bama, but of course Georgia don't sleep on Georgia they're going to have a big big year this year Uh, we'll see we're going to talk soon about their week one matchup with Clemson as that will be very exciting Um, but these what these divisions show is that again the scheduling this is what I'm trying to show you guys the schedule is not as hard as these SEC fanboys make it seem Oklahoma would be playing in conference nine games. You get two from the other side. Or excuse me. So the with a sixteen team conference, you got eight in your division, that's seven division games, two non-division games. We'll pick at random, give them Florida and Kentucky. Um you get Florida, Kentucky, you could get Bama, Vandy, Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia. Um, it's unlikely you're going to get Bama-Georgia in the same season. Unlikely you're going to get Georgia-Florida in the same season. Unfortunately for Arkansas, they had to get that last year. Sorry, Arkansas, that really sucked for you guys. Um, unfortunately Arkansas has not very much been able to dig out of that hole since joining the SEC, but they've got more money. And of course, Arkansas is not Texas. Um, I, I mean, I, I, feel like people think that Texas would be like Arkansas, not sure where they're getting that Texas is not Arkansas Texas is much much bigger than Arkansas um so that 16 team SEC uh would provide a schedule tougher than the big 12 schedule of course um much tougher but not the super 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 gauntlet that people say um and what we've seen here uh made by Kyle Umlong on Twitter. Uh, He has aligned the conferences into super conferences of four. Uh, We're going to take a look at the rest of those conferences. Um, So I actually, the SEC, I did the West and East thing earlier today. Then I saw online everyone started doing it. So, you know, I'll take my credit there. I did think of that. You know, so hard to think of it It's geographic, geographical, you know, I'm a genius for it. I know, I know. Uh, we got the pack 16. Um, so this, by the way, this gives us uh, the power 5 all 16 team divisions um, which that's the top 80 programs, presumably. Uh, and the pack 16, this is who we see. In the North division, Washington, Washington State, Utah, BYU, Oregon, Oregon State, Boise State, Colorado. That's a pretty good division. Uh you know, of course it's not a superpower division, but for a that that's a pretty strong college football division there. Um adding in BYU and Boise State would be very cool. Uh I like that's am I'm I'm intrigued by that. Then you got the Pac 16 South Division. Uh, with some other new additions from the Big 12. Uh, Here you got USC, UCLA, Cal, Stanford, Arizona, Arizona State, Texas Tech, TCU. Again, it's not a a fantastic division, but it's a pretty good division. Uh, It would be pretty interesting to see how that played out. Um, Let's go on to the reincarnation of the Big 12, uh, which now after losing oklahoma texas texas tech and tcu uh and west virginia they've gotten the acc here as it should be um let's take a look at the big 12 uh colorado state air force oklahoma state tulsa kansas state wyoming memphis and cincinnati make up the north division um that is a pretty terrible division that is not power five worthy at all uh of of uh, again i need to make sure this is n- known just because cincinnati had a great year just because memphis went to the cotton bowl 2 years ago does not mean that they are power programs they're not going to do that every year it's not a regular thing uh so really the only school i'm expecting anything from in that whole division of 8 teams is oklahoma state uh to be above average every single year uh, that's pretty pathetic of that, div- that in that division. That is not a power five division. In the South Division of the Big Twelve, we got Houston, Baylor, USF, UCF, LaTeX, SMU, Rice, UNT. Again, terrible division. This one has somehow managed to be even worse. Um, and I just I'm not trying to devalue. This is a really cool thing that this guy made up uh, these divisions. I just saying that this Big 12, this new Big 12 of 16 teams, uh, it would not fit in with the super conference stigma. Uh, It would be more of a group of five sort of conference. Uh, Then we're going to the Big 10, the Big 10 West. They add those teams I was talking about from the Big 12, which I think they could be looking at. Um, Although I don't know if the Big 10 is willing to add more teams. We'll see. Um, But it would be pretty interesting not the best division in terms of football, but uh, interesting, I guess. Nonetheless, more interesting than the Big Twelve divisions. We have got Kansas, Kansas, uh, not not Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, Iowa, Northwestern, Nebraska, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Uh, it's pretty decent. Um, it's a decent division. It's like the like similar to the Pac Twelve divisions. It's decent. It doesn't scream at you. Uh, power division. Um, like the new sec divisions would but it's interesting then we got the big 10 east which is the i would consider to be the by far the toughest division outside of the sec Uh, that's got michigan michigan state ohio state penn state rutgers maryland indiana and purdue Um, of course you got four teams in there who are meh um, may have a good year here and there or for the most part not be good at all but then Having Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State in the same division uh, is pretty big, um, very big major programs there. Uh, to the ACC, the ACC is pretty similar to how it already is. They have Notre Dame now in the ACC, West Virginia now in the ACC. Um, I would again, as I said, I would like to see Notre Dame in the Big Ten if they were to join a conference. Um, it make that you know they have more history playing the Big Ten schools. They're more relative in location, and it would be very cool to see them there. Uh, But regardless, we got the ACC North Division with Virginia, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, West Virginia, Louisville, Syracuse, BC, and Pitt. Um, So, again, pretty good division. Uh, You know, that's a solid college football division there. South Division, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Duke, Clemson, Miami, Wake Forest, North Carolina, NC State. Another one pretty good division. Um These are really interesting. Uh pretty cool that this guy made it so quickly. Uh but that's just a little bit of a potential, I guess outlook on what it what the country could look like in a few years or so after this major 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 uh change. Um we're still going to be looking for more updates on the situation i am just completely uh blindsided here really um i as i mean i for i for saying there's nothing going on the off season then we had the playoff expansion and i was like all right this is this is this is good um talked about for a while and now this i mean honestly this is so overwhelming i because i just did not expect this this is just an absolute shock to me um that this is being this is real i mean this they only announced a few days ago this is real we're going to be in the sec in a few years at most this is happening the money is coming um for these programs unfortunately it's almost always down to money um, if we when if and when we leave the Big 12, I'll be sad because the rivalries and frenemies we got in the Big 12 will be missed. And of course, location is not great for Oklahoma. Um, Norman is not very close to any SEC schools. Uh, the closest one would be Arkansas at three and a half hours of a drive. Um, not ideal for traveling. Uh, So that would definitely be a downside of being the furthest westmost team in the conference. Uh, But I guess it's out of my control. Um, Speaking of Oklahoma, though, not like we haven't haven't talked about it too much, have we? Uh, We've got another five-star receiver, Crystal Bald, now to Oklahoma. Uh, Wide receiver, DeAndre Moore Jr., uh, is now crystal ball to Oklahoma by Parker Thune the Oklahoma insider um, this is given with a confidence of six uh, you know he 's the number seventeen player in the country number two receiver and the top player in the state of nevada um, the amount of receivers that are now crystal ball to oklahoma in twenty three is absurd um I believe it is the top four receivers in the 23 class are all now crystal ball to Oklahoma. Um, let's go take a look at that real quick. Uh, player rankings of 23. We have got um, as we talked about in that we already mentioned this in the last episode. Brandon is Jalen Hale, and De- uh, we did already mention DeAndre Moore, but now he has now he has the crystal ball. It was more. Uh, before, it was um, low-confidence crystal ball. Now, it's gone up by Thune because um, Brennan Drum put in the last one. That was uh, out of five confidence, and it was over a month ago. Um, and We've also got Makai Lemon out of Los Alamitos, same place as uh, Malachi Nelson. That's his quarterback. He has announced he will be committing on August 7th. And he has been given a crystal ball to Oklahoma. Um, So, again, this is showing that if the Sooners can recruit like this in the Big 12, imagine what could happen in the SEC. Um, And, again, I want to be clear. I don't hate Texas A&M. Don't like them. I don't hate them, I guess. But I can't stand the fact that that I'm seeing A&M students and whatnot posting on Instagram trying to be cocky like their school they don't realize that their school is so afraid of Texas that has to be said um, unfortunately does that mean I'm signing with Texas here I guess so uh, Texas A&M is afraid of Texas and that is a fact um, but all love to the Aggies uh, unless we, you know, until we move to the SEC, then unfortunately that love's going to be going away. Can't be love loving on a, on a conference rival. Um, and to Texas, you know, I guess we're moving together, you know, I guess we're stuck together, whatever. Uh, you know, we want to be playing Texas every year, of course. That's the, that's the thing too. It's like, why I don't understand why Either way, you want to look at it. If you want to say a didn't want to play Texas or Texas didn't want to play a It was reported Texas didn't want to play them in 2012. Uh, we're not going to really go into that detail there. Um, it's whatever. It's like you you should want to play your rival. I don't understand not wanting to play your rival on either part. Um, so hopefully that rivalry will be b- renewed soon texas versus texas a&m and we will get to see them duke it out and really settle it on the field so thank you guys so much for listening today uh, i'm sorry if i have talked about oklahoma so much in the past few episodes um they have just been in the news a lot recently uh really again sorry hope i'm not showing too much bias for to y'all i uh, hope y'all still staying interested And until next time, uh, this has been the committee, home of college football. And next episode, we will likely be talking about potentially after the decision is already made that Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC. So we will see next time where we stand.